Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? <laughs> yes, it is Wednesday. One day closer to the Black Panther. I'm sorry. Oh when it comes goodness. to the when it comes to the calendar, I I, I mark my months by events. Mm. So so we're one day closer to getting to see Black Panther next week. All right. Now I got a couple of friends that actually want to be put on the list with the, your uh, screening. I'll think about it. Now I don't know how that works. They said oh. they will dress up in character. They said they will dress up. They have no problem. I'm going to be bougie with that list next week. You hear me? Okay. I might have to test your Black Panther knowledge. Or if you're not a Black Panther fan and you're just a casual, I want to know why you decided to come. Just because you wanted to put on a dashiki with a hoodie? We're going to see. Maybe they wanted to see you in some tights. I don't know. They might. I don't know the reason. But I I, I got my meat under control, though. You ain't going to see the meat print like you did on Halloween when I dressed as Black Panther. I got the meat (laughs) under control. It was very small anyway. But today is National Black HIV Awareness Day. Terrible segue. Terrible segue, by the way. Speaking of your package. Terrible segue. Don't go from my meat to that. All right. (laughs) Today is National Black HIV Awareness Day. We'll be talking to David Johns. Now, who is David Johns, G? Well, uh, David Johns is going to be up here discussing uh, why it's important for us to all be educated and get rid of that stigma of what HIV uh, actually is. Because some people think, oh, this person's HIV positive. And, you know, they don't understand there's a lot of people living in the United States, living grateful lives that are HIV positive. As long as you are aware and you get tested and you take your medication, you can live a normal life. And I, I miss- Okay. I'm, oh, I miss David, man. David, I, I met him last week on on Angelie's, uh, not Angelie, Angela Rye's uh, State of the Union, mm-hmm. and he was a guest on there. Very, very smart, funny individual. Yeah, he's great. He's the executive director of the National, of the National Black, Black Justice, Justice Coalition. Coalition. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to figure out for the longest how Magic Johnson, you know, beat the HIV AIDS virus. Well, he's an anomaly. And I, I mean, we're not going to say he beat it, but he's had it under control <laughs> for years. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and I want to know why that, whatever they money, use on him. A lot of money. But I mean, it, I think I, I think now you can definitely uh, maintain it. You know, you don't have to be financially set well off to maintain it, but it was definitely money early on. Magic mm. could afford the finest of medications back right. in the day. Everybody knows that's what with Magic Johnson, he had access that a lot of people didn't have access to. And, and then a lot I, of people don't get tested. So if you get tested early, then there's better chances of you being able to make sure everything's under control. Right. But if you never get tested and don't know what's going on with your body, then that's when there's real issues. And that's why I don't understand why people put Michael Jordan as the definitive great of bas- greatest basketball that- player player of all time. He's one of them, you know, and I, I think he is a GOAT, but you got to put Magic up there, too, simply because Magic went to nine NBA finals, won five, and he played one-on-one with HIV and won. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about, ye? Well, let's talk about this government shutdown. Trump Again? says, bring it on. Yes, Thursday, we'll be running out of money. My goodness. All right, we'll they should wait until next week so everybody can go see Black Panther on Friday in the government. Mm. Anyway, well, we'll talk about that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, in sports, any Knicks fans out there, Porzingis is done for the season. What do you mean, any Knicks fans out there? Ain't you a Knicks fan? Yeah, I'm a Knicks fan. But oh. he's done for, I'm telling all the other Knicks fans, because, you know, we're, we're a national show, so there's some people out there that don't care about the Knicks, but all my Knicks fans out there, yeah, Porzingis is done for the season, torn ACL, so he is finished. Finito. Which is pretty sad. Aren't you a Knicks fan? I am. And he's not going to make the, uh, he won't be able to play in the NBA All-Star game either. That's what you, what you How you want me to feel about this? Tell right. me how to feel, babe. You should, you, you should be upset. You should be upset. You should want to cry. We were five games from making the playoffs, but that doesn't look I like will, it's going to happen. I will never let any of you New York fans forget how y'all acted on draft night when Chris Tapp's Porzingis was drafted. Y'all booed, fire Phil Jackson. We and did. I gave I gave all y'all Knicks fans don't get a day because you never even seen the man play a game yet. Give him a chance. Now y'all can't stop riding KP's D. Ouch. All right. Well, let's talk about Trump, ye, and the government shutdown. Yes, Donald Trump was having a White House meeting on the MS-13 gang, and he had some comments about a possible government shutdown. This can happen again on Thursday. The government will run out of funding, so if they can't strike a deal, then once again, a government shutdown. Here's what Donald Trump had to say. If we don't change the legislation, if we don't get rid of these loopholes where killers are allowed to come into our country and continue to kill gang members, and we're just talking about MS-13, there are many gang members that we don't even mention. If we don't change it, let's have a shutdown. We'll do a shutdown, and it's worth it for our country. I'd love to see a shutdown if we don't get this stuff taken care of. I ain't gonna lie. I think this is getting lame. You can't just quit every time y'all don't agree you can't on just something. Shut down the like, government and, and, and then and, blame the Democrats. Yeah, but that's for both. That's both sides, though. I mean, didn't a couple weeks ago they shut down because of the Democrats? So it's uh, like they got to stop doing that. But like, part of it is that he's not making any decisions on what's going to happen with these dreamers, and the Democrats want to make sure they protect the people that have been in this country since they were little kids and babies. And Donald Trump is making demands that lawmakers give up to thirty billion dollars for that wall and increase security. He wants to end chain migration. And also in the visa lottery. So all, all I'm saying is everybody can't just keep quitting every time things don't go their way. Isn't that what democracy is about? You sit down and you keep hashing it out, hashing it out, hashing it out till you figure it out. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Well, Donald Trump's saying let's just shut it down. Now, speaking of Donald Trump, Tory Smith from the Philadelphia Eagles is saying that he is not going to go to the White House to participate in that visit that they always do because they won the Super Bowl. Here's what he had to say on CNN. It's not just about politics. You know, if I told you that I was invited to a party by an individual that I believe is sexist or has no respect for women, or I told you that this individual um, has said offensive things towards many minority groups, and I don't feel comfortable by it, this, fr- this individual also called my peers and my friends SOBs, um, you would understand why I wouldn't want to go to that party. So why is it any different when this person has the title of President of the United States? I agree. Yeah, but I just, I just, I just hate the fact that they've gotten invited to the White House because that means they won the Super Bowl and my Cowboys didn't. Well, they weren't even in it. I know they were far from it. So I know. 
They're not going to be invited to the Super Bowl. I know. Listen, to the White House in no time. So. Listen, and that was a great story for them, their first ever Super Bowl win. Good listen, the euphoria of Philly and winning is over. I salute them, but now I'm back on my BS. I wish it was my Dallas Cowboys. Well, you got next okay? year. No, he doesn't. Yes, we do. No, <laughs> That's exactly what we got. Yeah. Don't you take away my hope for next year. Didn't you see the way them Giants were flying in that commercial? How close oh, we are with each what? other? Speaking of that, the number one trending topic in the United States of America right now is hashtag replace love with anal. So that was a great, uh, <laughs> that, that, I think that what? commercial that you're just what? you're talking about has what? inspired that hashtag. I'm going to be honest with you. My goodness. I noticed that, that they tailor those trending hashtags according to your Twitter account because that's not on mine. No, mine, the number one trending well, topic with, tw- with 12,000 tweets <laughs> is on the United States trends is hashtag replace love with anal. Okay. Right. Yes. Well, whatever you're searching and, over there. And, and, and when you click it, the, the first thing that comes up is Eli holding Odell in the air. That's a lie. <laughs> All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This is Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. How y'all doing? What's up, Chandler? Get it off your chest, bro. Uh, I'm mad because uh, at all three of y'all, because Angie, uh, good morning. You got to stop being so bougie. The croc, the croc top, uh, heels, or whatever you got put on your Instagram, and then you never have frog legs. You got to eat some exotic stuff. <laughs> I'm so bougie because I wore heels. No, he's, he, the, the they thought you heels, bought, the bought them heels. Crocs, man. The, she didn't buy them damn the, Crocs. The, oh, I didn't. Oh, I thought crocs. you meant the heels I had on yesterday. I did not buy the any Crocs. Heels. I was just laughing at them. Uh-huh. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, Char- Charlemagne, uh-huh. you never seen a groundhog. And you from the country? Come on, man. You got, we got to do better to that. That's a maybe, DJ maybe, Envy. maybe I thought it was something else. Maybe I thought it was a possum. <laughs> DJ Envy, hmm? you got to stop letting people put meat in your mouth, man. That's a little suspect. You're my guy, man. But you know what I'm saying? I seen on your Instagram and you smile when you put meat in your mouth. You never <laughs> tried salt bay's meat before, so don't wow. judge it until you try it. Wow. So uh, Damn, he just read all of us this morning. <laughs> yeah, you know, y'all y'all my peoples, but you, you, we, we just got to do better. I respect you, sir. Thank you, brother. Damn. This guy, Envy Boy. And I'm not going to try frog legs. Hello, who's Hello? this? Hello. Hi, this is Jay. Jay, good morning. What's up, DJ Envy, Charlemagne, Angela Yee? Hey, babe. What's up, boo? Hey, y'all. So I have to ask, Charlemagne, did you see the Law & Order episode this week? No, what was the Law & Order episode this week? Now, they do the little, they put the little thing in the beginning saying this is not based off of real characters, but basically, yes. Miss Tommy Loren, or the character who played the character who resembled her, got raped and assaulted at a rally, at a hate rally rally this week really? and I thought of you right away whoa don't think, don't, don't, no. don't think of me with stuff whoa. like that <laughs> not for that I don't uh, have cable. I haven't had cable for about a year, so my politics and my current affairs come from y'all. So as soon as I see this little Barbie up there spewing all this hate, I said, wait a minute, let me get my Googles on. Tommy Loren, that's her. And Charlamagne better be watching. Wow. So what happened? What happened at the end? You got to tell me the end now. Let's spoil it all for right, everybody. So what spoiler happened? alert. Spoiler alert. She gets, uh, she starts a riot. There's an assault. She gets raped real bad. Uh, sodomized, all of that. And do you know about that stuff? Um, and Damn. then and she tries to blame someone who's basically on the Democratic side. And come to find out, it was one of her own people who was on her side, traveling from rally to rally with her. Wow. And she tried to lie and pin it on the other people, and nope, it was her own people on her own side. 
And it was just, it's a really good 40-minute episode. You got to definitely made us all want to watch it. All right. Well, I'm, thank I'll you, watch Mama. watch that tomorrow. Thank you. Isn't today no your problem, birthday? guys. Yes. And happy birthday, happy Jay. Happy born day, boo. Thank you. Enjoy your day, Mama. Bye. Bye-bye. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up. Or if you feel blessed and want to spread some positivity, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's going on, Envy? Get it off your chest, bro. What up, Charlamagne? What up, Yee? Hey. What's up, my brother? Hey, man, I just got to get this off my chest, man. It's, I'm young, and I just, I don't want to work for a living, you know? I want to have Whoa. a business. And That's I speak to these investors, you know? I, I let them know my vision. I speak to these, these people who's giving out loans, and they let me know that in order to get a loan or investment, you know, my business have to already be generating income, but that's the reason why you're even asking for a loan in the first place. Now, that's, hold, that's not true. What's your credit like, bro? My credit is bad, man. It's well, not that good. You know, that's I'm the start. on it. That's and the then start. don't say you don't want to work for a living because being an entrepreneur is a lot of work. Yeah, no. I mean, like, working for somebody else's company, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I want to I wanna be able to work for my own company. i give you a little advice, my brother. I think there's nothing wrong with working a job now until you can save up the capital to start your own business. So fix your credit at least. You got to fix your credit. Nobody's going to give you a loan with sucker-ass credit. Well, you got to think about bad credit. Plus, you don't have any any income coming in to show that how much money this could make is a very risky investment for someone. Yeah, but I just feel like my idea is so good, you know, that they should definitely, you know, oh boy. take heed to it. And nah, they, they, you, you, you got to invest in yourself. The first thing you do is invest in yourself. You got to get a job and invest in yourself. Fix your yeah, credit. I'm definitely working. Yeah, you got to put the All weed right, in the bag, man. You seen the movie Belly when the two young boys was screaming at DMX and now, I don't want to go out there and get money. I want to go out there and get money. DMX said, man, put the weed in the bag first. It's a process, my brother. <laughs> You, you, yo, you, you trying to skip the process. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, y'all take, thanks a lot, man. Y'all make my morning every morning, man. All right, All right bro. Brother. Thank you, brother. Charlie! Yes. Hey. hey, hey, hey. Hey, Charlie, get it off your chest. I'm here in Detroit, and it's crazy out here. But anywho. I heard. I heard it's crazy. That. But I will be there the week of the 26th. I would no. love to meet you guys. You're not going to be here? You're not getting out that snow? Listen. I'm telling you, I'm going to be there. I want to meet you guys. I'll be there the entire week. The week I want to meet y'all. Can I see the possible? I'm legit. I'm legit. How we know you legit? Like, trust me. Trust. I'm so legit. I have no reason what to trust you. What does that mean? I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm not crazy. I'm not trying to do You sound crazy to me. You're starting to sound crazy. You're starting to sound crazy. You're getting a little crazy <laughs> right now, Ma. I'm not talking about I'm sure you that. But I just, I'm just saying, I'm not talking about being getting no job. I just want to make sure I'm, like, the, I'm one of y'all biggest fans. Y'all old fans. I'm an old person. It's for you. There you go. We got fam, not fans. There you go. Thank you, Mama. Well, you going to tell her how to meet us? Whoa, whoa, whoa. DJ and Donator. All right, listen. Sweetheart, email us at breakfastclubam at gmail, and we'll respond to you there. Bye. 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 Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, really sad situation for DJ Khaled's wife, for his family. We'll tell you what just happened. Also, Ryan Seacrest puts out a letter. We'll tell you what he has to respond to. Okay, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Michael B. Jordan. It's time, time, time. She's spilling 
dignity. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Michael B. Jordan, 30 years old, he was on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and he talked about not just his upcoming role in Black Panther, but also his real life. He admitted that he does still live at home with his parents. As soon as I can, I, lo- I love my parents, you know, but we have a roommate relationship right now, which is, uh, which is interesting, you know? Um, you get home-cooked meals, but then you also have random trips to the, you know, the, the kitchen in the middle of the night, and just the random run-ins that just might be a little uncomfortable from time to time. Naked? Sometimes shirtless, maybe a little, maybe a little naked. Now we have to keep the same energy with Michael B. Jordan that we keep with everybody else. He is a scrub. That is scrub behavior. I don't care that he's in movies. I don't care See? that he's rich. If you See? got the means to move out of your mama house and See? you don't, you are extra scrub. But he also he hasn't been home it. in the past couple of years. So now that he's home, I guess he's actually said he's trying to find something now. So. Nope. I ain't mad at that, though. If I wasn't nope. married and I ain't nope. had kids, your mama cooked for you three times a day? No, nope. you are extra scrub. Like, listen, there's one thing. Rent. It's one thing when you one Man. of these when you're somebody who can't get out of their mama house, like you don't have the means. But when you got the means and you still living with your parents, you are extra scrub. He ain't a scrub, man. Yes, scrub he is. is you ain't got the means. He got the means. He probably paying for the rent. But mama, maybe he's just frugal. Mama cook you three times a day. He's you think they're out. still renting? Listen, man, he's no. hanging out of the side of Ryan Coogler's ride. Okay, that's what he's doing. All right, now Rob Gronkowski. Imagine this. He came back home to his Boston area house after the Super Bowl and he had to call 911. Here's a 911 call. 911 line recorded. Where is your emergency? This is an emergency. This is Rob Mankowski calling and uh, while I was gone, my whole house got robbed while on the Super Bowl trip and I just got back. Wow. That's 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 the worst feeling. Dropping the clues bombs for the dream chasers. You know what I mean? Because the dream chasers weren't too sure if Philly was going to win that Super Bowl, but they was going to secure the bag some way, somehow. Salute to the dream chasers, man. It's crazy. They knew exactly where he and his family were. Of course. <laughs> and they robbed his house while he was gone. That's so That's what he needs. He needs a couple of them dogs I got. And you just leave them in the house, and then you're going to come back and just see a man laying there half dead. And you'll be like, oh, I told you you shouldn't rob my house. That's now, he has, gr- he has not- two roommates, and both of their rooms were raided. But his bedroom door was locked, so the burglar didn't get inside his bedroom, but they actually robbed the other rooms. You know the people was from out of town, because there's no way in hell that somebody from Boston is going to rob a New England Patriots player, especially somebody like Rob Gronkowski on Super Bowl Day. It might That's have been just after beyond grimy. they lost the did Super you say, Bowl. Did you say Rob got roommates? Yeah, he has two roommates. Oh, y'all laugh at B. Jordan, but y'all don't want to laugh at Rob Gronkowski? That Rob was scrub, too. <laughs> super, <laughs> like, that, that's, that's be any white. There you go. That's super scrub. Why do you say any white? Because, what does white got to do about it? Because he can get better discounts on apartments. <laughs> <'cause he's> white. <laughs> so that's, that, that, that's definitely scrub behavior. All right, DJ Khaled and his fiance Nicole Tuck, have had some really bad news. Nicole Tuck's brother, Jonathan, was killed. This was in the Bronx. Now, the NYPD had originally called this a botched weed deal, but what really happened, according to sources close to the family, they said Jonathan was at the apartment watching the Super Bowl, and while he was there, there was an attempted robbery, and he was shot in the back of the head. So, really sad situation. He has a two-year-old daughter. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, DJ Khaled and Nicole have left this statement. Our family appreciates the condolences from loved ones and friends. We are requesting privacy during this difficult time. That's very sad. Yeah, and that just makes me want to buy more guns and a dog. I tell you, that dog works. Jesus man. Christ! Oh my goodness! All right, and Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have named their daughter. Their baby girl's name is Stormy. She posted a picture, 
and she put Stormy Webster and then a little baby emoji. So if everybody was wondering and speculating, that is Kylie and Travis Scott's baby's name, Stormy Webster. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. When we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Oh, we are going to talk about a decline in this STD across the United States. Okay. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Audience DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Uh, Knicks fans out there, oh, the season is pretty much over. Poor Zingas was injured yesterday and he's out for the season. Yeah, now y'all want to cry, but let's never forget. Let's never let oh, anything boy. distract us from the fact that Knicks fans booed Chris Stapp's Porzingis when he was drafted and wanted Phil Jackson fired. And I immediately gave y'all Donkey the day the next day for that. Now all y'all do is ride KP's D. Torn ACL, so he will be out. Now, let's talk about this government shutdown. What's going on? Are we shut down? Are we not shut down? What well, does this we have mean? until Thursday to decide. And once again, this is all over immigration. Here is what Donald Trump had to say because he, uh, he the Democrats won't agree to tighten immigration laws, which is what Donald Trump wants. But he's saying he will make sure the government shuts down if he doesn't get what he wants. If we don't change the legislation, if we don't get rid of these loopholes where killers are allowed to come into our country and continue to kill gang members, and we're just talking about MS-13, there are many gang members that we don't even mention. If we don't change it, let's have a shutdown. We'll do a shutdown, and it's worth it for our country. I'd love to see a shutdown if we don't get this stuff taken care of. I'm so tired of people, you know, when they not, when they don't get their way, taking their ball Shut and going home. Y'all can't just keep shutting down the government whenever y'all don't agree on things. And that goes for both sides. Now, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Tory Smith said that he has no plans on going to the White House after the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. It's traditional that they go and celebrate there. And here's what he had to say about his reason why. It's not just about politics. You know, if I told you that I was invited to a party by an individual that I believe is sexist or has no respect for women, or I told you that this individual um, has said offensive things towards many minority groups, and I don't feel comfortable by it, this, fr- this individual also called my peers and my friends SOBs, um, you would understand why I wouldn't want to go to that party. So why is it any different when this person has the title of President of the United States? Drop on the clues bombs for Tory Smith having integrity. That's what that's called, kids. Okay. Now, father and daughter have been arrested and charged with incest. They had a baby together. They are from North Carolina. And Katie Plato was born to Stephen Plato. She's 20 years old now. And her mother actually did an out-of-state adoption when Katie had turned 18. She wanted to find her biological parents, so she pursued them on social media, reunited with them, and then she moved into her parents' home. And according to his wife, Stephen Plato's wife, they separated back in 2016. After Katie moved in, the uh, husband would sleep on the floor of Katie's room. He wasn't sleeping on no damn floor. Then last year... he was, Katie was on top of him. His wife discovered through the journal of one of her other children that Katie was pregnant with her husband's baby. Nobody was sleeping on the floor. No, he was sleeping on Katie. This is some Game of Thrones-ish. This is, he watches too much TV. This it, ain't no goddamn Game of Thrones. That's this is some country game stuff. Th- oh. They got oh. some country stuff, bro. Oh. What are you talking about? Oh. This ain't no Game of Thrones. So now the couple slash father and daughter are being charged with incest with adult adultery, contributing to delinquency, and they both have a $1 million bond. Steven Plato has been released on bond, but Katie is still in jail. Man, white people in the country have been sleeping with each other since before Game of Thrones, okay? It's been uh, going on since the beginning of time. I'm sorry. What the hell is you talking about, I Game know. of Thrones? I'm from New York. We don't do that in New York. I don't know. We, I just uh, seen it on Game of Thrones. We family, baby, kissing cousins. Listen. What? 
this is horrible. God bless them. Okay. I wish them the best. Not really. All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, it's of course, today is National Black HIV Awareness Day. All right. So we got David Johns. We're going to be talking to him when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Goes by the name of David Johns. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Wait, thank that you. is your real name, right? That is my real name. When he said he goes by the name, <laughs> I'm like, what are the name? <laughs> goes by the name. Oh, now, now, you're executive director of the National Black Justice Coalition, correct? That is correct. Now, what does that mean? That's a, that's a lot of names. It is. The National Black Justice Coalition is the nation's only civil rights organization, uniquely focused on things that concern both black people and people who are LGBTQ or same gender loving. Okay, and today is also National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day, so we thought it was important for you to come up here and I know that you've always been an advocate for rights for everybody. I have. That's mm-hmm. definitely right. I spent uh, the last five years of President Obama's administration mm-hmm. leading the White House initiative on educational excellence for African Americans. To the last day. To the very last day. Actually, I got escorted out of the building. What? I was proud of that. Yeah, so Trump I had, didn't want you to stay on? Uh, that's a whole nother conversation. I would <laughs> not have accepted the invitation <laughs> to stay on. I feel very differently than our sister Amarosa about that. Um, but I thought it was important to close out the work and to make sure that there was a plan to, to ensure that the work uh, continued. Um, before that, I spent seven years writing legislation as the only black man in the U.S. Senate Help Committee. Um, education affecting everything from early childhood issues to K-12 issues, our higher education, which is up now today before the Senate. Um, and now the work of the National Black Justice Coalition is ensuring that we do the work of supporting the health and wellness of all black people, mm-hmm. including by supporting the least of these. Right. We know that as long as there have been black people, there have been black same gender loving and LGBTQ people. Um, but often the issues that affect those of us with intersectional identities are neglected or ignored. Right. Now, let's talk about some of the HIV and AIDS rates and where is the biggest population of HIV and AIDS rates? Yeah. So um, HIV AIDS disproportionately affects blacks. Uh, cisgendered or straight heterosexual women um, and black men who have sex with men. That's the clinical term, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And to be clear, HIV AIDS is not a siloed issue. It is not the fact that uh, black people are having more condomless sex. Um, This is an indication of the challenges that black, Latino, immigrant, poor communities have accessing quality and affordable health care, right? So this has everything to do with us knowing uh, that we should be eating healthy to the extent that you do a whole lot of work in the community ensuring that we talk about um, ensuring that our bodies are healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not only about ensuring that we have access to mental health support, something that is often taboo in our community, but it's also about ensuring that we have access to doctors, um, to medicine like PrEP and PEP that can help to prevent HIV AIDS. Um, and things that are under attack right now, given who's occupying the White House. Okay, and for today, for National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day, what does that day mean, and what is it that we're supposed to do? Yeah, uh, it is a day to remind us that uh, we have an uh, opportunity and an obligation, really, to ensure that we end the HIV AIDS epidemic um, in the black community in particular, right? Um, We have a Twitter chat, we being the National Black Justice Coalition, have a Twitter chat that we're hosting with our partners through the CDC, Um, And we're inviting everybody to come and talk about why it is that this is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, We hosted a summit, and this is a lot of the sentiment. We brought together as leaders of HBCUs, faith leaders and community leaders, as well as leaders of traditional civil rights organizations. Mm -hmm. And we made the point that I made early, which is that we are all the same community, right? If you care about black people, you have to care about those who are living with HIV and those who are LGBTQ or same gender loving. And anybody who cares about black people has to care about and be committed to ending HIV AIDS, right? We've done a really good job of learning more about diabetes and now people have you know common jokes and conversations about sugar we've done a really good job being more thoughtful about asthma or even sickle cell and how mm-hmm. that disproportionately affects our community but we've not done the work to break through the stigma that's 
still shrouds having conversations about HIV AIDS. And why not? Because I feel like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, HIV AIDS was very big, you know, especially around the time Magic Johnson said he had HIV AIDS. And now it's, what, 20 years later. Yeah. What are we doing to, to prevent or to cure And also, HIV let's make AIDS. sure we know the difference between HIV and AIDS. Yeah, so so um, AIDS are what people um, have in the past referred to as full-blown AIDS, which is a phrase that nobody should ever use because in part it was created by the media. Um, it, it conjures up images of something bubbling up inside of somebody that at some point might burst out and, and ooze onto somebody else. But but stage three HIV is really what we refer to as AIDS, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is the, the most severe... Um, a manifestation of, of HIV as a virus, right? Um, so th- the first part is we often don't have the language. We don't create space. So I want to say thank you for creating the space for us to talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. We also live in a culture that um, is very hypersexual. We see sex everywhere. It's in every movie. It's in every book. Um, kids are introduced to it by the time they're reading Shakespeare in high school. But we don't have actual conversations about sex. Right. And we definitely don't have conversations about sexual health and wellness when it comes to people who are not heterosexual, right? We make assumptions about sex based on, again, those images. And to your point, th- the data is real. We know that since the, the, the epidemic was um, introduced Black people, black people have disproportionately been affected. It was, when you were younger, much more topical in part because there were many more white people who were dying as a result of the virus, right? So then you had ACT UP emerge as a movement that was led by uh, a black and Latina woman, trans women, who were fighting for, for, for rights, right? But in response, the government then did what they needed to do to give white people access to drugs and, and, and supports to be able to suppress the virus and shift us from a place to where so many people are dying in the white community, but that still has not affected the black community, right? Black LGBTQ people live where other black people live. We live in the South. We live in states where it is still permissible by law to discriminate against people who are LGBTQ, same gender loving, or who are perceived to be. And it just makes it harder for folks to access sometimes the information or the resources that exist. I'll give you one more. There is a drug that exists now called PrEP, right? Yeah, I've heard of it. PrEP is a drug that if you take it every day, it is a part of a regimen that 99% um, um, uh, guarantee that you will not contract HIV AIDS. So if you're dating somebody that is HIV positive... And their viral and load taking, is suppressed. Right. And you take it, it, it reduces significantly the chances of you contracting HIV. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't we take PrEP like we take vitamins to make sure that nobody catches it? Those who are at risk for HIV AIDS should take it, right? So if you're not having sex, you don't necessarily need to take it. Because if, if you, I'm out here being a player player, right, I... I would want prep to make it's, sure. It's not even about being a player. The CDC came out with data two years ago that said one in every two men who have sex with men mm-hmm. are likely to contract HIV AIDS in their lifetime. That should have pissed everybody of off. One out of every two. To, you were Jeez. going to Atlanta. One out of every three men who have sex with men in Atlanta are likely to contract HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. It is a, this is a real thing. Absolutely. right. But at the same time, we don't have conversations about the fact that this drug exists. This is one of the reasons why we partner with the CDC to try and have conversations in our community using language that we are familiar with to talk about how important this is. I am a black man from Inglewood, California. I went to Columbia University. I had to convince my black doctor to give me a prescription for That's prep. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Because again, I, I, I know that it exists. I do this work. Uh, prep is an expensive drug, like most drugs, but there are pharmaceutical companies like Gilead who make it available for free. There are states like Florida who are making it available for free. More with David Jones when we come back. Here's Pharrell with Frontin'. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Pharrell with Frontin'. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have David Johns in the building. And today is African American AIDS Awareness Day. 
Now let's talk about the drug prep. Is it something that you could take every day? Prep is a, is a, is a daily drug. Mm-hmm. And again, is it, it is a part effects? of, there are some side effects, just like there are others. I always like think what? in the back of my head, like nausea, diarrhea, death are the things that they talk about. Death. Uh, no, I'm just okay. saying generally, it's like when you, watch, when you watch the, when, <laughs> no, when, nausea, when you watch diarrhea, anybody here, I pops out. No, I, to be clear, to be clear, I'm not saying that those are the side effects of PrEP. I'm saying that generally whenever I hear a, a drug commercial, those are the things that they say at the end. Um, I have not experienced any side Would effects. Would it be bad if people took PrEP every day? I take it every day. But that's because you feel you're at greater risk than Envy is because he's married. No, 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 no let's me. be clear. All of us Don't are at risk. Again, no, let's go back to... No, she said you're married to... A monogamous woman. But again, remember what I said at the top is that the, those who are most affected are black, mm-hmm. straight women and men who have sex with men. This is not just a gay conversation and a part of where we've been to your earlier point is that we've just relegated it to like, oh, if you're if you're having sex with... with well, I mean, he's monogamous and he's married. Take God envy bless out of it. it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I don't want to talk about. I don't want to no, speak on the man's situation. Instance, like if you're Unless a teenager and you're having sex. <laughs> yes. You if, you're, if you're an adult having sex regardless. outside of having it being in a committed Jeez. monogamous right. relationship, so that's yes, that's your point. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm not gonna lie. If my son started having, he went to college and started having sex, I'm gonna make sure he takes prep. I don't even know. I just, I don't know what he's doing. That is a wise decision. But I just want him to be. 99.9% you won't catch HIV? No, you're taking PrEP, brother. Right. <laughs> and a part of that is yes. that I'm sure I've heard you guys talk about this as well, right? Having conversations about I even safe sex, exists. about affirmative sex. Right? Mm-hmm. There's PrEP and there's PEP. But PrEP is bad. Why? Because it'll make... Well, I'm not going to say it's bad, but it would allow people to have sex more unprotected. Which is why I said it is a part of Yeah, because now a regimen, people right? be like, I'll take a PrEP, I don't need a condom. No, and again, this is not about being reckless, right? This mm-hmm. is about being... Protective right. and proactive and, and being thoughtful. Too, that you have to worry about. Again, let's be yeah, clear. Right. There are so many other sexually transmitted <laughs> infections that we should be concerned about. So this is about health and wellness more generally. That's again to your point, Angela. Yeah, I appreciate it. This day, the National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day allows us to talk about health and wellness more generally. Now, how did Magic Johnson beat HIV? Because that is amazing to me. A man comes out and says he has HIV, and then a year later says I have no symptoms and nothing no in my body, no traces of it. So, if it's so easy for him, I mean, shouldn't we be I, able to help I, I don't want, uh, We should not assume that it, that it has been easy for Magic or his wife Cookie or their family, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, I will acknowledge in this space, I am a Magic Johnson scholar. Uh, he supported me getting through undergrad and graduate school. I appreciate all that he has done in my life and in our communities. Uh, but Magic, uh, uh, his HIV status was detected early. Mm-hmm. He also had access to the kind of care that is required to ensure so you can, that the disease is managed. Money. He has money. Right, so it can be beat. It can be managed. There, are, It is possible to live with HIV, right? What, what we have to move away from is the stigma that shrouded right. this when the when the epidemic was first introduced. Mm-hmm. There's so many people who are living with HIV, who are thriving actually with HIV. It is so possible to do that. Well, he doesn't have a trace in his system, so it's gone. We right? don't know that. What yeah, we know medically know. is that it's, it is virally suppressed, right? Which is, again, the point we were having with, I can be in a relationship with someone who is HIV positive, and as long as their viral load is suppressed, it is managed carefully, it is possible that they will not transmit it to me even if we are having unprotected sex. And right? David, I agree with you as far as the stigma. There's actually a guy who comes to the juice bar all the time and he's um, HIV positive and he actually shared that with me. But you, it's not, like people seem to think you could look at somebody and be like, oh, he looks like... Yeah, he, not only that, and people say silly like, things like, I want somebody this clean or this, that. Like, this right. is all things that people have conjured, right? And, and we should treat, again, HIV no different than we treat diabetes, no different than we treat asthma, right? And, and again, the point is that 
we know asthma, they're, they're, people who have asthma are likely living in situations where they are exposed to asbestos, where they are exposed to lead, where they are exposed to the pressures that come with prolonged exposure to poverty and toxic stress. HIV AIDS in our community is reflective of the same social systems. You know, there's a lot of people that died from, from HIV and AIDS, my, my uncle being one of them. And I was just always curious to whatever medicine they gave to magic, I just was always concerned, like, why couldn't we find that same medicine for everybody? Magic has resources that the vast majority of us don't have, which meant that he had access to the drugs that are now available before a lot of other people had access right. to them. In addition to the drugs, he also had access to people that could help him monitor what he ate. He's an athlete, so a lot of this is also about being physical. This is about health and wellness generally. Mm -hmm. There are people now who are contracting HIV AIDS and who are dying simply because they don't want to tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't want to walk in a space and people look the at them like they have HIV AIDS. They don't want to get on a medic medication or they can't afford it. So somebody who, who has HIV or who has AIDS and they know they do what? Who's living with it. Who's yep. living with it. What, yep. what do you suggest that they do right what? now at this point? Because like you said, a lot of people are scared to say something. They don't want to talk about it. So they almost seems like they do their self worse damage because they're not getting the help because they're so scared to. Mm -hmm. One, I will honor my privilege as somebody who is not living with HIV AIDS and will not make recommendations or demands on that community. Mm -hmm. um, uh, conversely, I will say that those of us who are not living with HIV AIDS can do a better job of showing up in support mm -hmm. of individuals who are living with HIV AIDS. What does that look like? That looks like us offering to go with um, those individuals to doctor visits or to otherwise find ways to ensure that they're ha happy, healthy, and whole. Go with them to visit the juice bar. Go with them to work out, mm -hmm. right? Offer to, to learn how to cook together and maybe take a class. Um, the second thing is to create spaces where we can have these conversations again. I just want to say thank you for doing this on mm -hmm. National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. The knowledge is power, man. That's we exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, the third thing is to take advantage of resources, right? The CDC exists. They support a number of community partners. LULAC, the largest Latino organization in our, in our the oldest uh, Latino-focused organization in our history, the National Urban League, mm -hmm. um, Black Men's Exchange, all our packed partners, and we work together to do this work, right? We do a lot with the National Urban League. We love the National Urban League, Mark Morial um, and I his leadership, his team. I just met him at the uh, big gala they had. Yeah, 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 in New York. Yep, mm -hmm. He's a, a, a dope leader and, and, a, and a big supporter of this work as well. They were partners and in the Joshua summer. And Joshua Humbert was up here. Mm -hmm. You met him from Josh is my frat brother, a really mm -hmm. good friend, oh, so okay. look, lots of, lots of common connections. Cap was not the only frat, I should have said first. He looks like he drops the cane for sure. <laughs> Josh does not drop the cane. <laughs> Josh actually builds in things to a suspender so that doesn't happen. That boy is uh, sartorially sophisticated. Um, uh, but then the he last the thing we can do, it is the only Capital Office Opportunity Incorporated. Hey, we're trying to be inclusive here. No, not on this one. <laughs> well, I appreciate you for joining us, man. I and appreciate and you listen, having I want to encourage people to go out and get tested. I actually uh, did that on my Instagram, I too, appreciate just to you encourage doing other it. people yeah, to most do definitely. that as well. And you can visit our website, mm -hmm. www.nbjcnationalblackjusticecoalition.org, and if you put in your zip code on the homepage, it'll tell you a location near you, you where you can go testing. and get tested for free. And all the men out there, let me just tell you, this doesn't work, all right? You can't think that if your girlfriend, your fiance, or your wife goes or to your the boyfriend. doctor... To get checked. That's right. That it's clear that because she's clear, you're clear. That doesn't work like that because a lot of because men think like clear. that. Go together. A lot yeah. of men think because she's a gynecologist, seeing beef. All right, we good, buddy. No, no, a lot no. of men think uh, like uh, that. Yeah. That's not a good we gotta test. switch that up. Yeah, you gotta yeah, switch yeah, that. Yeah. That's not a good. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are levels before, to this. There are levels to this. So we gotta get past that one and grow to grow to the next one. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming up here, educating, and just wanted I again encourage people to go out and get tested. And what's the website again so that everybody knows? NBJC.org. You can follow us at NBJC on the move, um, or you can follow me at Mr. David Johns. I use the hashtag teach the babies all the time, too. All right. Well, it's the Breakfast Club, Mr. David Johns. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yo. All right, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jermaine Dupree. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Uh. If you guys only knew what goes on in this room. All right. Well, congratulations to Jermaine Dupri. He is getting inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He is only the second rap act ever to be inducted into that Songwriters Hall of Fame. Last year, Jay-Z was first. And now Jermaine Dupri is going to be joining. Nice. Well deserved. Right. He put up a video of himself screaming with joy. Here's what that video sounds like. Man, look at God, look at God, look at God. Yo, I was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I, I don't know what else to say, but... Ah! <laughs> Drop on the clues bonds with Jermaine Dupree. I'm yes, sure that's exactly how he felt the first time he had sex with Janet Jackson. And uh, Cool and the Gang guy. will be joining him this year, too, also in that class. So cool congratulations. Cool and the Gang. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I can't believe they're not in there already. All right, Tiana Taylor, she's got something new happening. She's opening a 90s-themed nail salon, and it's going to be in Harlem. So congratulations to her. She went on Instagram and confirmed the opening of that salon. is called Junie B Nails, after her daughter, of course. So I'll drop one of the clues bombs for Tiana Taylor, damn it. That's dope. Love Tiana. Her, she's working on a new album, too, and that Kanye's executive producing. Yeah, Kanye's producing. executive producing it. I think but, he's producing everybody's album, right? On, um, yeah, Kanye always executive producing an album that never comes out. Well, I believe her album will really come out. So I hope it does. Congratulations to her. I'm actually going to go to the opening for it next week. All okay. right. Cardi B got some gang threats, and that's because she put up a picture of herself wearing a blue fur coat in Minneapolis, and her caption said, I hate wearing flu, but this coat was too popping. So now I guess the Crips had an issue with that, and people started putting all kinds of comments threatening her on her post. So they actually had to remove the caption and all of that. Well, All-Star Weekend is in a couple weeks in L.A., and people need to keep that in mind. Next, right? week. I, next week. Next week in L.A. Well, next week, yeah. L.A. is still L.A., by the way. Mm -hmm. Well, no, yeah, L.A. is still L.A., by the way. I just and she'll be there for All-Star, so. Absolutely. They're still taxing artists, mm -hmm. okay? Checks are still being cut to the right people to keep people off people's ass. That's just the way the game goes. All right, Ryan Seacrest has done an article, a letter, and basically this is because an investigation found there was no evidence to support a claim of inappropriate behavior that was made against him by a former colleague. Now, he did this column in The Hollywood Reporter, and he said that those allegations were gut-wrenching for him. He said, to have my workplace conduct question was gut-wrenching. I've always aimed to treat all of my colleagues with honesty, respect, kindness, and compassion. Yet, I knew, regardless of the confidence I had that there was no merit to the allegations, my name would likely soon appear on the list of those suspected of despicable words and deeds. So he said he received a letter from an attorney representing a stylist who accused him of mistreating her when they worked together at E! more than a decade ago. He did deny that claim, and the network has cleared him of any wrongdoing last week. Well, how'd they figure out that Ryan didn't do anything? I need Ryan to give the blueprint to everybody else. How did his name get cleared in this situation? 
Well, they did That's an investigation, and but I what, guess I, they I couldn't wanna, find. They just couldn't find any evidence to support the claims. But what? But what? What evidence is in any of these claims other than the words of the person saying? Well, That's some people have know. emails. Some people have text Texts. messages. Mm, so okay. it just depends. Some people on, might have witnesses. Yeah. So if it's no paper trail, and it no also witnesses. could be a pattern of behavior that multiple people have said. Yes, this is how this person behaved. Now they need so, actual proof. They can't. That's just what say. I'm saying. It got to be paper trail witnesses. Mm-hmm. I just want to know. I just want to know how he cleared his name. Right. All right. So, I mean, I guess clearing his name is that there was just nothing to support her allegations against him. Mm-hmm. So he said, I absolutely want to be part of the change, the progress that is coming. Coming. I did not want to be a postscript of evidence of its cause. So there you go. Well, congratulations to Ryan Seacrest. Nobody believed that he sexually harassed a woman to begin with. I mean, you, I, we can't say what anybody thinks about anyone. No one knows what, anybody's, what, cap- what anybody's capable of. I can of. say what I thought. So I think that, uh, you know, there's people that have done crazy things that I never thought they would have done. But I'm glad for him that this was unfounded. Well, I never thought Ryan Seacrest sexually assaulted a woman. All right. Now, speech. He's the one that put up that original post that Raven Simone reposted with the picture with Jay-Z, Diddy, T.I., Yo Gotti, Swiss Beats, Big Sean, all of them in the picture. And he had some things to say about a group of so-called successful black men, minus Khaled racially, who became rich and famous from perpetuating the worst black stereotypes to the ears and eyes of the whole planet, like drug dealing, pimping, murdering other black men, and disrespecting black women. I know making observations as being a hater. Well, he has since responded to the backlash he got for that post that Raven Simone also got. And here is what he has to say. Salute to all of the people out there that understood the simplicity of what I'm saying, which is simply that a lot of hip-hop artists, not just the ones in that picture, but a lot of hip-hop artists have been congratulated by a white supremacist system of thinking that congratulates people and promotes and puts music out there that pretty much solely talks about our destruction. Oh, God. Speech, you generalized and profiled every brother in that picture. solely talk about our destruction? Uh, You're not acknowledging the fact that these brothers have grown and evolved and that hip-hop is not just one-sided like that. Throughout the history of hip-hop, it's been socially conscious rappers who prosper and profit. And even when you're talking about guys in that picture like Jay-Z and T.I., they gave honest depictions of the street. They didn't just glorify the drug culture. They told us the consequences of those harsh realities while telling us about those harsh realities. Stop it, man. All right. Well, I guess he has something coming out uh, this year called the N-Word Factory. So he said, if you were offended by my last post, just stay tuned because you ain't seen nothing yet. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne, you're a jerk. I just want to tell you that. Shut up. Now, uh, dog, who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, a young lady named Patricia Cummings. She needs to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with her on this fine February 7th of Black, uh, seventh day of Black History Month, please. Patricia Cummings. Okay. Yes. Uh, and also, Ask Ye is up next. If you need relationship advice, you can hit Ye right now, 800-585-1051. Hit her up and she'll help you live on radio with your relationship problems. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make the judgment of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, 
donkey of the day for Wednesday, February 7th, goes to a middle school teacher in the Bronx named Patricia Cummings. Uh, kids, seriously, when are you going to start listening to your Uncle Charlotte? What do I tell y'all all the time? The craziest people in all of America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. I could literally do a story from the Bronx or Florida for Donkey of the Day every day if I wanted to. Literally. Because people in the Bronx and people in Florida show you that it's levels to this thing called stupid sometimes. Now, Patricia Cummings teaches at a middle school, middle school 118, and she teaches social studies. And she decided that she wanted to give the students a history lesson on the good old American pastime called slavery. Now, it's Black History Month, ladies and gentlemen. And one of the main problems I have with America's version of black history is that when white people teach us about us, they usually start at slavery. But we know that's not the case, right? In the words of the late, great Malcolm X, our history did not begin in chains. But that's what white people in America like to begin to tell our story. All right? They don't teach young black kids that our people built some of the greatest monuments ever, like pyramids. They don't teach that calculus and geometry all go back to African scholars. They're not going to teach you about the kingdoms of Kush and Mali and Ghana, where every day, every day looked like a Black Panther movie premiere, okay? They're not going to teach you about ancient Egyptians who are... No doubt black Africans and, pro- and who probably had the most influential civilization of all time. Whatever you think the fictional country of Wakanda was, our people were, minus the vibranium. Now, see, the problem with Black History Month is that this country loves to focus on slavery like that's where it started for us. When in reality, it should be a time to bring to light the stories of people from Africa who have contributed so much to who and what we are today in this society. But nope, that's not what Patricia Cummings did. See, Patricia Cummings decided to give these kids a lesson on slavery. And she put extra mayonnaise on it. Oh, the Hellman's is heavy on this one. See, Patricia Cummings was teaching kids about the Middle Passage. You do know what the Middle Passage is, right? Mm-hmm. It's when Africans were kidnapped, stolen, boosted from Africa, and brought to America as part of the slave trade. Now, let's keep in mind that the kids in this school are 81% black and Hispanic and 3% white. Quick side note, I would love to know how many black and Spanish teachers this school has because you can avoid problems like the one Patricia caused for herself if you simply have us teaching us. Now, some of the kids have spoken out and want to remain anonymous, but one of them said it was a lesson about slavery and the triangle trade, so she picked three black kids to participate. And to hear what happened next, let's go to CBS 2 News New York. At Middle School 118 in East Tremont, the Bronx, a notice about Black History Month is the first thing you see inside the door. But this year's commemoration is marred by controversy. Students claim 7th grade social studies teacher Trisha Cummings told several black children to lie on the floor during a lesson about the slave trade and the cruel conditions aboard slave ships. When one girl laughed uncomfortably, Cummings allegedly stepped on her back saying, see how it feels to be a slave. Farina told me Cummings has been temporarily reassigned away from students. What's up, man? Wow. What's up, man? <laughs> Why y'all just be trying to give me the use crack ass cracker, man? I just told you that the school is 81% black and Hispanic, so I have one question. Why is Patricia in the kitchen on Soul Food Sundays? When it's time to make a nice quiche call, Patricia, you know good and damn well when you let Patricia make the potato salad, she heavy-handed with the mayonnaise. So why, oh why, is she in the kitchen on Soul Food Sundays? Okay, the same way people have to take diversity interview questions at jobs, teachers should not only have to answer those diversity questions, but if you're a white teacher teaching a majority black and Hispanic class, you should have to run those lesson plans by some type of diversity board at the school to make sure you're talking the right language to the kids, especially when it comes to sensitive subjects like slavery all right patricia why would you want kids to know what slavery feels like you could have showed them the horror of slavery by simply letting them watch 12 years of slave 
Okay, you could have put Roots on in the classroom, the Owen Auto remake. You could have put Birth of a Nation and showed them the horror of slavery, but also how the great Nat Turner fought back. But no, you would rather lay kids on their stomach and step on their backs because truth be told, you wanted to break their spirits. You wanted to give them an inferiority complex. It has to be that because I can't think of any other reason you would want kids to know what slavery feels like. Why would you want kids to feel that way, especially black and Hispanic kids who will probably still have to deal with oppression and marginalization today. Why not give the kids some required reading about slavery and let them come to their own conclusions as dumb as I am? Y'all know I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but a simple Google search will take you to a HuffPost article, and the headline is 13 Honest Books About Slavery Young People Should Actually Read. Okay, the article is in the culture and art section, and it's by Claire Fallon. You can recommend books like Moses, When Harriet Tubman Led Her People to Freedom. You can recommend Dave DePotter, a book about David Drake that I read. David Drake was an artist, a poet, and a slave from my state, South Carolina. Uh, Sweet Clara and the Freedom quilt. It's a picture book about the painful images images of slavery, but it tells the story of a young girl who hides a map to freedom in her quilt design. It was all kind of lesson plans you could have gave these kids other than laying them on the floor, on their stomachs, and stepping on their backs. See, I refuse to believe that Patricia Cummings, a middle school teacher making over 68000 a year, doesn't know any better. And that she couldn't do any better. I could have created a better lesson plan for these kids. And my lesson plan would have actually had some redeeming qualities to it. I need Patricia Cummings to explain what was the redeeming value in this lesson. Okay, she wanted kids to feel how it felt to be a slave. You're going to lay someone's child on their stomach, put your foot in their back, and say, how does it feel? I'll tell you how it feels. It feels like a white devil got her hoof in my back. All right? It feels like I want to slap fire out of a racist, bigot, crack-ass cracker. There's absolutely no reason for this, no redeeming value in this lesson. And if you're wondering, Patricia Cummings was removed from her post for a couple days, but then she returned to class and was in school on Thursday. But how? And now they have uh, reassigned her away from children after the New York Daily News contacted the city education department about her slavery lesson. Uh, some donkey of the days just sell themselves. Please give Patricia Cummins the biggest hee-haw. <laughs> now she owes somebody mama five minutes. All right. Patricia Cummings absolutely positively owes somebody mama five minutes. Or at least 30 to 45 seconds, because five minutes is a long time in a street fight. There you go. That was Come crazy on. and disgusting and, and offensive, and I don't understand it. If it, I don't, I I don't get it. Just right. just don't understand it. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next mm-hmm. is Ask Ye eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need advice, relationship advice, or any type of advice, call Ye right now. To help you with all your problems, hit us up. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Ye Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. What's your question this morning? Okay, um, I've been with this guy on and off. And on our off period, he ended up getting a girl pregnant. And that has really been like a issue for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys weren't together, so it was during an off period. Yeah. So he didn't technically do anything wrong. You're just upset now there's a whole new life in the picture and you guys are back together? Yes. How's the other woman handling it? Um, It's no problem. It's just with me. I have kids 
as well by him and it's just something that you know i've dedicated my life to this one person for over you know since i was 15. off and, and on yeah because there was potential that during those off periods you could have gotten pregnant by somebody else <laughs> not really because i always was a one okay but listen my whole thing is this. He didn't do anything wrong, and you guys agreed to get back together. So now you have to accept this blended family that you guys have created if you want to remain together. You know, you have to understand that, first of all, kids are a blessing. He didn't do anything wrong. If this is the only thing that is causing a thorn in your relationship because mentally it's hard for you to handle it, you know, that's something that really is more on you. Right. And the other woman isn't causing any problems, right? Correct. And that's a blessing, too. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I so guess. it seems like this is something that, you know, if you don't deal with the fact that it's an issue that you have yourself, because it's not his fault. If you can't deal with that, then you're going to end up destroying your own relationship. Right, and that's what it's basically doing, because I just can't seem to look at him, you know. Girl, you were sleeping with other people? No, I wasn't. You said you used protection. What? I thought you just said you couldn't have gotten pregnant, because... I'm a one woman. You know, I deal with one man. i only been with him even on those off periods. Okay, so during off periods, you still was messing with him? Yes. All right. I mean, but listen, we both can agree that you didn't. he didn't do anything wrong technically. He was with somebody else, but y'all weren't together. Right. And now you're punishing him for that. And not really punish. It's just it's a mental thing. I'm just trying to get past, like, what can I do to, like, physically be able to look at him and be like, okay, I can deal with this. You got to just ex accept and love that other child because you, you taking him back, knowing the situation, is you saying, okay, I'm agreeing that I'm going to get over this and deal with it. Okay. All right. So just love that other child. Is part of your, he's part of your family now, too. And, um, you know, work on your relationship together. And don't have no more off periods because you don't want to have no more kids <laughs> outside of your marriage or togetherness. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Mama. Ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Steven on the line. Steven, what's up, bro? What's going on, y'all? How y'all feeling this morning? We good, we good. What's up? What's your question for you? All right, so I'm painting a picture for you. Saturday evening, I'm taking my girl to go see Black Panther. Ooh, right? so, yes. So I'm trying to make that like a Valentine's Day outing or whatever the case may be. That's cute. You know what I'm saying? That's cute because that means you bought the tickets in advance. Yeah, yeah, So you yeah. planned you know it out, and we tickets. appreciate a thoughtful man. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you know, she's telling me I'm, I'm, I haven't been thoughtful enough, so I'm trying to figure this out right now. Well, she knows um, about the tickets. How does she know about it? She didn't pay yeah. for them, right? No, no, no. I, I paid for the tickets. Yeah, you're trying to play me. No. Okay, so no, what, she, she's saying that you're not thoughtful enough? Tickets. Yeah, you know, we, we had a real rocky 2017, so trying to just, just do a little making up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At least starting off right. So my question is, because I'm, I'm not trying to go out of my lane. I'm not trying to, you know, be extra, whatever the case may be. I need one of these places that I could take her to go out to eat after that. That's Where are you like, guys you know, at? Like, we're up in the BX. We're up in the Bronx. First of all, why are you like, not I mean, trying to be extra? I thought that's what she wanted after your Rocky 2017. Yeah, but I'm not trying to go broken and still trying to stay Okay, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm just saying because you can do really great extra things without spending a lot of money. I know that. I know you know that. Mm -hmm. Right? I need you to tell me what you know. <laughs> all right. I think for me, uh, first of all, I love the fact that you bought these tickets ahead of time because I think experience presents are the best presents that you can give somebody. Just a whole experience. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm going to do for you? Since you guys are in New York, I'm going to hook you guys up with a spa day. Oh, really? Yes. As a matter of fact, 
I'm going to hit up my friends. They have a spa in the city called Up Spa, and I'm going to set it up for you guys. So that's going to be my present for you as an experienced present so that you can do something really special for her. Well, I did not expect this. I thought she was just going to throw me a, you know, a restaurant somewhere in Manhattan that I could go to. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, the restaurant part, you're going to figure out. I'll give you some different options to choose from. I don't want to just go to, like, Applebee's, Dallas BBQ's, whatever. You know what about what City saying? Island? What about City Island? Right <laughs> it don't there. have to be in the Bronx. Yeah, it don't have to be in the BS. Now, because listen, you go to... Ooh, group- you know where I went the other day that was really nice in Harlem? Cecil's Steakhouse. Have you been there? No. And there's a jazz club attached to it. It's really nice. You should go there. Cecil's. It's not expensive like that, and it's really, really nice. Or downtown right, New Rochelle right now. Groupon, $39. <laughs> you better get you a Groupon. Tiffany okay. Haddish over here. That's right. But hold on the line. I'm going to I'm gonna set you up at UpSpa, and that's going to be my I'm gonna gift take, to y'all. I'm going to take your, your advice. Well, give me that C for what? Hold Cecil's on. Cecil's Steakhouse. C-E-C-I-L-S. Cecil's Steakhouse. And then there's a jazz club next door. I think y'all will have a really nice evening with that. So we'll start you off at the spa, and then you could take her to dinner after. Or if you watch Love & Hip Hop, you know the Julon Club where everybody goes Expensive restaurant right now. They have it on no, Groupon. $89. The Grill. You go like the Grill, West Indian food. Cash hey, back. Oh, Groupon. Don't listen to them rich people. February is a short month. March 1st <laughs> will be here before you know it. All right? All right. I got you. Hold on. Let me give you this. Let me get your information on, and I'm going to set you guys up. Okay. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. I love that when people actually plan ahead and the fact that he had to reserve those tickets knowing that they sold out everywhere. I think that's great. It shows look, that you look, care. Look, he wants to go see it too. So I'm sure he got it early. Yeah. Yeah, but still, you know. The month of February is designed to keep the black man broke. <laughs> okay? It's the shortest month of the year. You got All-Star Weekend, Super Bowl Weekend, CIAA. Black Panther comes out this month. It's Valentine's Day. It is designed systemically to keep the black man broke. That's why it's Black History Month. You well, better listen to me. Go to Groupon right now and get some of them Groupons. I already am saving him money on a whole entire spa date that's probably going to be worth $500. The girl still got to eat, though. Yeah. She got to eat. I'm just giving him some nice places Ain't to go. Ain't nothing wrong with Wendy's. Them fries taste good when they hot. Mm, my goodness. All right. Well, last ask you. We got rumors on the way? Yes. Let's talk about Remy Ma. Now, she recently had a shakeup in her management team. We'll tell you what happened. Okay. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen Yes, Remy Ma has already fired Vincent Herbert. Damn it, already? Yeah, when she was up here, we talked about her hiring him and everything. She said she felt he was spending more time working on getting his relationship back together with Tamar than on her career. It is a bad time for him right now. And so he just wasn't being the super manager that he promised. Now, she complained that he dropped the ball on basic manager duties, like booking studio time, scheduling performances. And she also didn't want to be part of that drama. See, when we she was up here, we asked her about that. Well, I'm sure it's a lot of things in Vince's personal life. Well, a lot of things in his professional life that are taking a toll because of his personal life. He can't focus right now. Not, right. Definitely not at all. And family's most important than anything. Yeah, Absolutely. so that didn't work out. All right. Now, Meek Mill, as he is behind bars, he actually sent some love to the Philadelphia Eagles. I know he was back there at least celebrating that win. And he said, uh, according to John Clark from NBC, he gave a statement and he said, last night I felt especially proud to be from the great city of Philadelphia. All the heart that the Eagles showed in winning the Super Bowl has given the best fans in the world real hope and inspiration. And I'm truly humbled. I wish my current situation was different and that I could be with my brothers on that team and the other Eagles fans and celebrating this once in a lifetime experience. But I have faith that truth and justice will win out in the end. That Drop was one of the clues bombs from Meek Mill, damn it. 
That's got to suck to not be able to go to no parties because there ain't no telling when Philly going to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, but let but me you ask know you. what? I bet you when he gets home, they're going to celebrate with him, though. Definitely. If, if he was at the Super Bowl, you think they would have let him on that podium? Absolutely they, not. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no. You, you think Meek Mill is the biggest star as Kevin Hart? Stop. If Kevin they did come out to his song, They did. Though. They did come out to his song. So and what? that song is good luck for them. It is good luck for them. Man, they have no idea who sings that song. Didn't, they do. Stop didn't they it. Didn't they win every single the time Eagles. they came out to that? I'm not, I'm not talking about the Eagles. I'm talking about that. the same security that didn't let Kevin up has no idea about no Dreams and Nightmares intro. Stop it. All right, now Iggy Azalea has admitted that her career wasn't going so well, and that's when she created that new song, Savior, along with Quavo. So she feels like that is pushing her back in the right direction. Uh, she was actually talking to iHeartRadio when she talked about that new song because it's very personal for her. Here's what she had to say. This song, Savior, is a pretty personal song to me. I wrote it at a really heavy period in my life where I'd had a lot of changes that had happened overnight. I'd had a big breakup and my career wasn't going well. And I sort of found myself in this space where everything that I was used to, just my day-to-day routine, had abruptly stopped. And I just didn't know how to get my life back together or what my life looked like with all of these changes. I'm going to be honest, man. I hate when people state the obvious. Okay, we all know that Iggy's career uh, has not been going in the right direction for a long time now. Well, she said she also had a big breakup that she was dealing with in addition to that, and she was just in a bad space. That has so. nothing to do with it. The mayonnaise just spoiled. That's all it is. Sometimes when you keep, you can't keep mayonnaise out for too long. You Why keep mayonnaise, mayonnaise on the counter. You keep mayonnaise on the counter at room temperature for a couple of days. It's going to spoil. Why got to right? be mayonnaise, man? Because I, I, I told everybody this. I remember when J. Cole made that song, Firing Squad, and he was like, you know, the Iggy is Azaleas and Macklemore's. I'm like, why are y'all getting in such an uproar over these people when they're not even going to be around next year? And what happened? They haven't been around. All right. Well, Iggy Azalea does have a new album coming out. She doesn't have a release date for that yet, but it's called Surviving This Summer. And man, Def Jam been cut the budget for that album. <laughs> Def Jam ain't kicking out no money for an Iggy Azalea album. And that's not a diss. That's just the truth to the matter. They don't believe in Iggy no more. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Shout the Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, let me know what you want to hear. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.